Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we look at timely and timeless issues through the lens of biblical truth. I'm your host, Mark Pennell, joined each week by Pastor Paul Sartorelli of Trinity Church in Metro, Ohio. This is our chance to take a look at important biblical, cultural, and contemporary topics that resonate for all listeners. Thanks for joining us today. We know how precious your time is, so we are grateful that you're spending a little bit of it with us. Let's hope it it, it makes it meaningful, worthwhile to you. I'm Mark Pennell, along with Paul Sartorelli. He is the leader of Trinity Mentor, the Trinity Church in Mentor, Ohio. You can find out more about him and the church itself at trinitymentor.com. And this is called A Fresh Take, where we try to give you maybe a, sorry, fresh take Mm -hmm. on some biblical matters. Uh, We hope that if you've never gotten to know the Lord, this will help push you there. He's wonderful, by the way, just trying to tell you that. And, uh, Maybe if you're new to the Lord, that this gives you a a little nudge towards uh, more knowledge about him, more reason to understand how wonderful he is and anyone else who wants to watch. Yeah, I would say if you're I don't know why you're watching us, maybe friends or friends of friends. If if Christianity is something that you're sort of pursuing or looking into or wondering, is it even worth my while? Part of our hope of the fresh take is you thinking Oh, I hadn't thought of it that yeah, way. Yeah. We did a show way early on about why would anybody want to become oh, yeah. a Christian? If you haven't seen that and you're sort of a skeptic and it's great to be a skeptic, go back and watch that show. Um, I think we de- dealt with some pretty good issues. I've even had feedback from people who watched it, who are, who are in a sense seeking and they, they were surprised at how frank we were oh, at some of the blemishes of modern Christianity and some of the issues that we think are um, hurdles for people to come to faith. So, um, yes, why would anyone want to become a Christian? Go back and watch that show yeah. from the previous season. I think you'll you'll find it informative. God wants us to always be curious. Indeed. To, 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 if we have a question, don't be afraid to ask him. Indeed. Uh, and don't be embarrassed to think he really doesn't want to hear me say this, but mm-hmm. go on and do it anyway. So, what we've been doing in this first series of the uh, the second series, I guess is what we should put it, is uh, look at books this time of year, go back to school kind of thing. And today we're going to talk about what is that now? Uh, we picked out three specific authors. Um, last time it was a theme, spiritual formation. Go back and re- see that if you haven't. Three specific authors that can be kind of deep good thinkers, mm-hmm. and yet still accessible. Okay. One, a theologian, another, a pastor, and another, just, he calls himself a, a writer, mm-hmm. all with three different bents on on the Christian life or on Christianity that we think are writers worth looking into. We'll just have a few of their books, and there's a, they have a bunch more out there, but books that I think are, are almost timeless mm-hmm. and yet um, are worth, worth reading, very much worth reading. All right. We're going to start with a book that... Um I had read many years ago. As a matter of fact, I was surprised all these underlines that I had put in there. Boy, I do not have a steady hand. That's a fact. <laughs> um, and and Paul told me, what was it, last week or so, get back to it and read it again. Well, I haven't been able to finish it because it is a heavy book. It is. It, I have to, I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah, so really, <laughs> there are times when I have to read the, the sentence that he wrote two or three mm-hmm. times to get what he was talking about. It's very, but, but I say, 
it is incredibly fulfilling. It does get you to know God. Yes. J.I. Packer passed away recently, uh, uh, an English theologian. So he's he's kind of heavy. And yet it, it's OK. It, he, he He's not as accessible as Dr. Seuss by any means. Hmm. Uh, and yet he's readable. It's I I read this book every year for several years uh, when I was probably in my 20s or 30s. Did you it, really? It came out. I forget what year, maybe in the late. 80s? I think so. Yeah. Um, you, if you're a Christian or seeking Christ, you got to get this book, Knowing God. It's so good. Let me just read you the the the, 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 the chapters, the three sections. Know the Lord, mm-hmm. the study of God, people who know their God, uh, the only true God, God incarnate. So he's going to talk about Christ. Behold your God. And now he's going to talk about some of the aspects of who God is. Right. Love, grace, wrath. Jealousy. And if God be for us, the heart of the gospel, God is our guide, those inward trials. He's so thorough and yet he's he's so meaningful. Yeah, it's fascinating. We think about the about wrath. Mm -hmm. He puts it in a way that you understand. And it's it's, it makes you it sounds funny, but it makes you love your Lord that much. Indeed. We live in a day where justice is a really important word in our society because sometimes we don't think it's being done or whatever. Um, Justice doesn't begin with humans. It begins with God. And if we didn't have a God of justice, um, what kind of God would that be? We don't want a God who turns the other way. Uh, We want a God that deals with um, our sins and deals with the injustice justices of society the way a righteous judge should. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable because modern churches want to talk about how wonderful it mm-hmm. is. And isn't it lovely? You love the <laughs> Lord and everything's a joy from then on. It's not true. It's tough. Uh, and he goes into that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty neat. Knowing God. And let me give you a second book that I didn't bring out because then the stack would be to- too high. Another book by uh, J.I. Packer is called Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God. Oh, yeah. It's a very small little book. And it basically deals with the subject. So, you know, the sovereignty of God is the whole huge, important biblical topic that God is sovereign, that he is the, the in control of all things. More than that, he's the designer of all things, that history is his story. So he is sovereign. He's providential. God is sovereign. He, he wrote the story and we are living within the story he wrote. Now, the other half of that is evangelism. So if he wrote the story, he also wrote the story about you in coming to know him as Savior. He writes our story, even our salvation story. So the book then asks the question, if God is sovereign, then why do we do evangelism? Why is it important that I tell somebody about the love of Christ if God's already written the story? So in some ways, he's, he's explaining the book of James. Well said. Yeah. Or the Ephesians chapter one, we are predestined before the foundation of the world. Okay. Yes, we are. But then Ephesians chapter two would say, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. So he, he deals with that tension early on in the book. He asked the question, he, no, he says, people ask me the question, how do I reconcile the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man? Oh, good. And his answer is, I never reconcile two friends. Oh, interesting. Isn't that good? Yeah. 
Oh, that's wonderful. So that's Packer. Okay. Um, great writer. Next, I've got two books, and he has many, many more. This now, this is this man is a pastor. You probably know his name from New York City. Just recently uh, retired, didn't he? Just recently retired. Tim Keller. Mm, brilliant. Brilliant man. Um, I'm, One of my favorites today. He's he just... has podcast as well. Oh, okay. Um, what do you know about him? I knew that he was in uh, Virginia, I think, at the time, and he just felt that there was a calling to go to New York City of all places. Yes. And here he was, this not country pastor, but he was at a smaller church. And he goes to he goes to New York City right in the middle of it. And yes. He ended up filling the church with all sorts of people, including many celebrities. Indeed. And so it's it, he really he is probably, in my opinion, maybe next to Greg Warren, the most impactful uh pastor we have today in America. I think so. Um, so the, the name of his church is Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City. Right. His vision was to really bring the gospel in a very meaningful way and yet in a very New York way. Um, and he's, he did a... God used him, let's say it that way, in a significant way in Manhattan hmm. to bring the gospel to Manhattan. Yeah. Number of books. Let me mention two that I don't have here again because the stack would be this high. One you know well, The, the Meaning of marriage. The worst book I ever read. <laughs> Only because it pointed to me a lot about what a lousy husband I was. It really truly was. Sorry about that. Anyway. So meaning of marriage. Get that if you're married, you're thinking of marriage. I've even given it to engaged couples um, to say, basically, read this. If you want an, a biblical understanding of the meaning of marriage and your role as a husband or a wife, this is really significant and worth reading. All right. uh, another book is called The Prodigal God. Similar to one we mentioned last week by Henri Now and the Return of the Prodigal, mm -hmm. uh, because he describes basically the workings of God in the whole story of the prodigal son, and therefore in our story as we're all serial prodigals. Mm -hmm. And the prodigal God is, in a sense, the grace of God, the mercy of God. He He's the one that brings us back to himself. Wonderful. Pro and so here's two more. We live in a day where... Um, Justice is a big subject. We already talked about that. Keller wrote a book called Generous Justice, mm -hmm. and it's done so well. Um, it, it really does talk about where we are in society. Just to give you some of the topics, um, justice in your neighbor. Why should we do justice? Justice in the public square. Justice in the Old Testament. Um, and he really addresses um, the whole subject of a society and the injustices in a society. And yet he, he brings it not from a, a knee-jerk reaction like we might because of everything that's going on. He does it from a very biblical and theological perspective. Wouldn't it be great uh, if everybody in the country read that? That should be required reading yeah, really in our country. Generous Justice, Tim Keller. Um, it's really, really worth reading. Okay. Okay. Good. One more by Keller. It's sort of back to last week's topic. And this is Keller's book on prayer. All right. And we looked at Richard Foster's book on prayer, which is really good. Keller's is just as good. And yet it's a little bit more what I would call pastoral. How about that? Okay. He talks about the necessity of prayer. He defines prayer. What is prayer? Conversing with God, encountering God, uh, rules for prayer. Um, just a really, I, I would rec really recommend this. And the last section of the of the book is so, really some practical hands-on. If you've stopped praying, he gives some really practical hands-on how to start praying again. Ooh, um, okay. Like a good pastor would. Okay, that's good. So, Prayer by Tim Keller. All right. One more author, who might be my favorite. Really? Yeah, Philip Yancey. Oh, I love Philip. But I only know one book that he wrote. So. Which is what? Uh, he would bring that is up. Is it that? 
Yeah, that's it. Or is it the sister? There's this and there's the, the sister of this, which is the problem of pain. No, that one. Okay. Where is God when it hurts? Anyone who grieves, anyone who's lost someone, this ought to be required reading. Right. It's so good. Yeah, well, I read it a long time ago. So, so I, did I. I can't say I'm an expert on it anymore. Back in the 1980s, Sue and I lost a baby. Yeah. She went um, nine months full pregnancy. Everything was great. And then at the last minute, the cord was tied around the baby's neck. And when the baby went in the birth canal, we lost her. Uh, yeah, devastating. And someone gave me this book, uh, Yancey's Where is God Where It Hurts? And um, one of the brilliant things about Yancey is he doesn't have pat answers. Um, he he lets you wrestle because he does with the issues. He lets you wrestle with the character of God, and he doesn't have easy answers to where is God when where it hurt when it hurts. So he's writing with a little more humility, humility, reality, authenticity, all of those things yeah. um, are. And you would never be disappointed in giving where is God when it hurts to someone that's experiencing pain. Mm. Um, which the, the more thoughtful, the wrong way to put it, maybe the more theological side of this book is another book he, he wrote called The Problem of Pain. Right. Really good. Okay. Now you get a sense for where he goes with a lot of his books. This book is called Disappointment with God. Ever, oh, interesting. Ever feel disappointed with God? Yeah. Um, which is funny when you think about it. <laughs> yes. It's stupid, but we do. We definitely do. Um, we have these expectations that um, we pray or we believe in God, and therefore life ought to go this way. Right. And when life doesn't go that way, what happens? We get mad at him. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I'm, as I mentioned in the last program, I've been many times mad at him because he hasn't healed my daughter. But yes. there's a reason for that that we may not know may even in this know. lifetime. And to to honestly say... You know what? I'm kind of disappointed in God. Let me just show you, know you the. He wants us to address him with totally, that. totally, he doesn't totally. Want us to hide from him. He, if if we're mad at him, we should tell him that. Just like you would your wife or yeah. your friend. Absolutely. In any relationship, you ought to be able to express your honest emotions to yeah. him. By the way, all three of these writers, uh, can I say this, are timeless. Okay. Um, they really are. Whether it's Packer, who's passed away, or Keller, or Yancey, who's this was written some some years ago. The the issues and the way they write, I can honestly say they're timeless. Not to compare them with Martin Luther or John Calvin's Institutes or or someone like that, Saint Augustine's Confessions. But in the same way that you can read, still read the Confessions of Augustine today, you can read these things even though they're several years old. Three questions. I mean, the, the three issues that have to deal with, with uh, disappointment with God. One is um, his silence. Mm -hmm. um, why is God in the shadows? And then why is God in the darkness? And how do I see in the darkness? Anyway, definitely worth getting disappointment with God. And then two more of Yancey's that deal with other subjects. Um, let me do this one first because it's it's sort of the positive side of this, but it still deals with the reality. And it's called reaching for the invisible God. Okay. Um, it's really done well. Um, sometimes we think God is a formula and that he's right there. And uh, he, this deals with the mystery of God. Hmm. God is invisible, uh, which made me think of another book that I mentioned to you. That's sort of part of this with, with Yancey as well. This is reaching for the invisible God, the Jesus I never knew. That's the one I read. Okay. Wait a minute. As a matter of fact, I'm still reading it. <laughs> so what do you think of it? <laughs> it's Yancey. Yes. I, what I think of him, he's, he's gentle. 
Yeah, very gentle. Yeah. And very gentle indeed. And and yet deals with really hard subjects. Yes. So yeah, the Jesus I never knew. Again, the stack would be too high. That I would give that to anybody to read. Even if you're just seeking Christianity, because it presents Christ in a light that the preacher down the road maybe didn't present him, mm-hmm. or maybe the media today doesn't present him. Yeah. Yancey's so honest and so authentic. Yeah. And then one last one, the Bible Jesus read. Ooh. It is so done. Ooh, that sounds cool. It's so Yancey-esque, but it's basically Yancey's um, summary, application, challenge for you to read your Old Testament. How wonderful. Yeah, it's really good. The Bible Jesus read. Yancey Keller Packer, three, I think, timeless, deep thinking writers that are accessible, that are worth being on your shelf or by your bedside. I really think so. How wonderful. Okay. Now I got to tell you next weekend, we're, or next week, rather, we're going to have a, a, maybe the most famous writer of the 20th century, at least on Christianity, C.S. Lewis. Yes, indeed. I have to tell you a quick story. My mother was not a believer. And in her last week of life, she was in a coma, shall we say. But I kept believing that she could still hear, even though she couldn't talk, she couldn't see, mm-hmm. she was there. And I shared with her, I said, you know, you have always said that Christians are like sheeple. They just kind of follow along blindly. I said, you know who C.S. Lewis was? And she couldn't answer, but I just <laughs> thought she could. I said, C.S. Lewis was one of the strongest believers you'll ever hear of. Mm-hmm. And he loved his Lord. And it helped me lead into the to the story about how she can too. And I just, I've always held out hope that that little bit about her last days, that she could know that there was a great man, C.S. Lewis, that could, who, can, who she can point to. Yes. I love I, it. I just had to share that. C.S. Lewis next time, right? That's right. So tune in, my friends, to another fresh take as we talk about books to read as a believer. Thank you for joining us today for A Fresh Take. Your support means so much to us as we get this podcast off the ground. So if you enjoyed today's episode, would you please consider leaving a review to help us get the word out to more listeners? You can also subscribe to A Fresh Take right now and guarantee that you will never miss a new episode. The video version of this podcast is available on the Trinity Menor YouTube channel or by visiting trinitymenor.com slash learnandgrow, where you can also catch up on past episodes of Pastor Paul's video series, Take 5, or read back through his blog, To The Point. A Fresh Take is hosted by Mark Pennell alongside Pastor Paul Sartorelli and is a ministry of Trinity Church in Menor, Ohio. Our musical selections are provided courtesy of Michael Burrett from the Eastman School of Music. Visit trinitymenor.com for more information about Trinity and its ministries. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next time.